How do you feel about paper and pen? I grew up with it and my cursive is still appalling, but I do love writing things down because it feels like somehow it helps me think. Most people these days just tap or type out their words, but are we missing out on something magical if we don't use handwriting or does it not matter? I'd love to know your thoughts. Do you feel handwriting helps you remember or do you feel typing or swiping is just as good? Dr. Deborah Pino-Pasternak is an Associate Professor in Early Childhood Education at the University of Canberra and much of her research looks at the power and importance of handwriting. Deborah, great to have you with us. Oh, it's lovely to um, uh, to have, I mean, to be able to speak with you this morning and my greetings from the lands of the Ngunnawal people. And from the lands of the Kulin Nation here in Melbourne. Deborah, is handwriting somehow magical? What is that feeling I'm experiencing where it feels like information goes directly from my hand to my brain? I think that the metaphor of something being magical makes sense with the type of activities that happened in our brain when we engage in handwriting. We know that learning to write with pen and paper activate visual and motor areas of our brain that subsequently create memory traces that facilitate not only further writing, but also reading and understanding what we read. So word recognition, for example, studies that have looked at the brain when we are asked to recognize words or letters activate similar areas of the brain as the ones that become activated when we handwrite. So your team, I know, has been doing a meta-analysis, looking at a large group of studies about the effects of handwriting versus computer writing. Are we just talking about effects on uh, younger people who are learning to write and read, or does this follow us throughout life? Look, I have to be very cautious and disclose that we are in the last stages of a review of that particular paper. But what I can say in short, we've looked at recent research, a number of around 20-something papers looking at primary education in particular. And it's very interesting to see that there is an association between handwriting and the production of higher quality text. And that association is not as evidence when it comes to keyboarding now, or I'm, typing. Okay. I imagine that in Australia, uh, we're quite keenly interested in our NAPLAN results. Has that had anything to do with our interest in handwriting versus other kinds of writing? Look, I think that... The way the results of NAPLAN in relation to handwriting have sparked further interest in writing research in general in Australia. And it's not that we have a lot happening in that respect in in the country. So our work as part of the Writing and Reading for All initiative starting in 2015, we have been one of the few groups systematically not only assessing impact of handwriting fluency on writing and reading outcomes, but also having a bit of a cataloging how writing and reading are taught in Australian classrooms. So I would say that Of course, it has sparked concern and that concern drives further research activity in the area. Well, I'm very excited to hear about the research because it's something that I've always had an interest in, even though my writing has been so appalling when I handwrite and I can much more clearly read the things that I type. I just don't feel it's as useful for me as as uh, handwriting when it comes to remembering. Now, you've talked a little bit about your own meta-analysis, Dr. Deborah Pino-Pasternak, but there's a lot of other research out there too. Tell us about the one that asked kids who couldn't yet write to produce images on paper and computers and what that found. 
Yeah, so that was work done by James with very young children, and it was reported in 2012, and it asked children to reproduce writings or other shapes, you know, uh, using different mediums, so using pen and paper, also tracing, and also typing those uh, symbols, you know, and, and the research board has shown it's really sort of activate very different areas of the brain, and that is really important in terms of thinking what are the cognitive processes that are connected specifically to to handwriting. I think the James study also uh, showed that the recognition of those symbols was better for children who had done the pen and paper uh, type of writing activity. That's Karen James, that 2012 study that you referenced there. I was very interested too in a study by Mueller and Oppenheimer that looked at university (laughs) students taking notes. I thought, aha, here's, here's the test for my claim. What did they find? So what they found was that essentially um, students who took note by hand, you know, were better able to respond at conceptual questions than those who had done the typing. Now, that study really sparked my interest and I did further digging and there have been several, because that study is from 2014, and there have been several attempts to replicate their findings who haven't been as conclusive in favour of handwriting. And this connects to how our population is evolving. You know, a lot of the claims that we make about handwriting, you know, are based on studies where the individuals, the first modality they learn was handwriting. Hence, you know, to some extent, you could speculate that that developmental uh, pathway set a particular pattern by which handwriting developed those initial neural networks. Hence, the typing is not as efficient. So the open question really, and this is a really an open question for investigation, is what is going to happen to that generation of children who the first encounter they had with writing was through keyboards and through typing? And that is a completely unknown question at this, at this stage. Interestingly, my kids don't even bother with the keyboard anymore. They go straight to using voice activation on their devices, which just freaks me out completely. A couple of the texts that we're getting on this issue of handwriting, nothing beats handwriting for remembering, says one very uh, confident text. Another from (laughs) Greg in Long Beach says, when I was working in a secretarial role, I always took notes by pen and paper. Many years later, a colleague asked for further context, not in the official minutes. I looked up my notes and immediately I could recall the meeting once I I read my handwritten notes. I found it quite powerful, actually, says Greg. Deborah, we mentioned cursive writing earlier. Do we know whether there's a different way that acts on our brain than mere printing and and also compared to keyboard uh, writing? Yeah, and and this is, you know, it's connected to work that uh, Virginia Burninger has done on um, cursive versus print handwriting. I found fascinating that the exercise of cursive writing being more um, laborious in a way, having you to really think very carefully, not only about the shape of each letter, but how they are meant to be joined, that is particularly helpful for individuals who have any kind of writing disorder. And I guess if we are looking at this idea that handwriting cements particular neural pathways, the fact that you have to practice cursive a lot and think about the joining patterns may 
connect to the idea of very powerful memory tracing, tracing that your listeners are referring to, that ability to reconstruct a situation, you know, connected to a particular set of nodes, to some extent doesn't surprise me. And it, it's somehow aligned to that notion that those particular ne neural networks are really powerful in terms of retrieval processes, which is how you remember things, how you recall things. Yes, that's fascinating. This text bears that up. My understanding of the research, it says, suggests that the more sensors that are engaged, the better the brain processes and remembers information. And if recording includes the physical act of writing it down, this again helps get the information in. My son finds it more useful to physically draw and write mind maps than merely tap text into notes or Mindanao software that I haven't heard of. And this Ooh. one, Deborah, in 1982, I applied for a job in Germany. One of the steps in the recruitment process was a psychological analysis of my handwriting. Is that a dangerous path to go down trying to get ideas about people's personality from their handwriting? Oh, I'm, I, I'm afraid I cannot comment. <laughs> That's very that wise. <laughs> yeah, it relates to a very different field of research that has to do more with clinical psychology than developmental or educational psychology. Well, just before we finish up, Deborah, the, I understand that the ability to write automatically has a particular importance in our learning development. Can you tell us about that and how it might relate to handwriting versus typing? Absolutely. So uh, I would say that this is not exclusive to writing. It applies to reading. Both reading and writing are multi-component you know, or multidimensional skills. They involve lower level processes, lower level cognitive processes, such as, for example, handwriting and spelling. And the higher level processes, which are what ideas do I want to convey through writing? Who is my audience and how do I pitch this text to that particular audience? audience. So the point is that if your handwriting hasn't developed that element of fluency or automaticity, you know, all our brain energy in very informal terms is devoted to how do I exactly write an A? What is the direction of a D? Is it a D or is it a B? So I don't have brain space to think, what was the idea that I wanted to convey? Okay. When writing, handwriting becomes effortless and you don't even have to think about it. You're thinking about those higher level skills. And this is why our research and the research of multiple others shows that the better your automaticity, the better the quality of the text that you produce. Wow. Okay. So perhaps just finally, we should not be ditching handwriting from school curricula just yet. Look, I'm I'm very adamant that writing has, and handwriting, sorry, has a very strong place in terms of explicit instruction in terms of time for practice and in terms of the engagement of students in meaningful writing activities, including what parents can do in the home. Writing for a purpose is key. Uh, and I feel that even if we think that we are preparing students to be hybrid writers, we're setting them into a like, great develop developmental path if we start with the foundations of handwriting. Excellent. I will get my kids writing shopping lists stat. Deborah, <laughs> thank you so much for your time today. It's been great to chat. It's lovely. It's been lovely. And thank you so much for the opportunity to share our findings with your audience. Have a great day. Uh, it's a pleasure. And I think our audience are very interested. Dr. Deborah Pino Pasternak is an associate professor in early childhood education at the University of Canberra. And how can you have a signature if you can't cursive write, says Susan in Hawthorne. Very good question. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. 
Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.